0: Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. We've got specific preseason predictions as the Vikings kick off their preseason tonight at an absurdly late hour. Hey, this
1: is Arif Hasan. I actually did pre-show prep. Turns out Sam does email the notes. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, and uh, I I
2: don't know what you're talking about. This is 7 p.m. for me. It's a great primetime slot.
3: Luke Edmond at Luke underscore Spinman. I got the lock of the century in tonight's preseason game. You don't want to miss it. Vikings
0: plus three and a half at FanDuel for the Degenerates. We address that and more on today's Minnesota Football Party.
1: Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party.
0: Welcome in a Vikings game day edition of the Minnesota football party. So glad you joined us on this Thursday. It's the four man panel with Ron Johnson joining later. I'm Sam Ekstrom, Luke and Luke plus a reef time for a great show. As we preview Vikings Seahawks this evening, find us on YouTube on video for free and leave a comment down below with your thoughts on the game. Also find us free and available wherever you get your podcast. On today's show, specific preseason predictions down to the tackle, down to the yard for tonight's tilt. Also, we're going to provide tips on how to stay awake in the second half with a 9 p.m. kickoff on the West Coast. Ron Johnson, maybe we'll have some tips as well. He'll be uh, doing the pregame show this evening on TV. But uh Luke Braun, you are back in your native habitat. You have left tco performance center where you've been camping i assume in some kind of tent for the past week and a half or so you're back you're back out probably more accurate to say stowing away stowing you've been like after practice you go live i assume you you do some kind of show and then you go under the bleachers
2: where you're evading security uh, in their rounds understanding their patrols and knowing where to hide all that
3: yeah
0: Right. Yeah, That's real solid snake stuff. That's yeah. the
3: real yeah. scouting report going on. Yeah. Yeah. The exclamation yeah. point. You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Luke is there for the closed portion of the walkthrough because he, he lives in the in the practice. Right. So he sees I was all in,
2: up in the I had climbed up to the ceiling and I actually, it's a really good view. It's like all twenty two. He yeah. watched the Dalton
0: Reisner workout. That's why he was so negative on
3: <laughs> selling Reisner. the film to Bill Belichick over there in New
0: England. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Reisner, by the way, still a free agent. Very interesting. Still free agent. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Hmm. Viking Seahawks kick off as we record this in about 10 hours. Um, I want specific predictions. I don't want generic. I want specific. I want to know exactly what's going to happen tonight. And we start with Luke Inman.
3: You want what? Individual players? Individual performances? What do you I like don't know. Here, whatever,
0: whatever you want.
3: How about... Uh... How about Thayer Thomas? Three catches tonight. Two of them are going to be for first downs. Just past the sticks. Total of 27 yards. How about that?
0: That's the kind of prediction I'm looking for. Let me throw one out there. Dwayne McBride is going to have 13 carries, a team high, for 82 yards, and 70 of those will be on one play. One yard per carry on the other 12, but 70 yards on one run.
3: I like it. Boomer Boomer bust, baby. I love it.
1: Uh it is technically possible, and you can envision the path by which it happened, but it's
0: not happening. I very much enjoy this I like this- are you guys hearing Robo reef? yeah, yeah. I got
3: Robo reef going yeah on. Robo
0: reef that's a nice Fantastic touch on the voice Mike, but problems. you might wanna you might want work on that um you can troubleshoot Luke braun give me a specific prediction. everyone's so
2: excited to see uh, Jordan Addison. I think you're gonna get one drive of him, and then he's he's gonna go. <laughs> i agree and I, I agree think on that drive he will catch. A Laquan Treadwell. One pass for 15 yards. 15? 15, yeah. One 15-yard catch, and then that'll be it. And then it'll be, you did your work, you go to bench.
3: If there was one player prop, if there was actually preseason player props, Ivan Pace, at a minimum, one tackle for loss. At a minimum.
2: <laughs> yes. Ivan Pace, two sacks, six tackles. Two I like sacks? It. I like that. Yeah, yeah I like it. Blitzing,
1: I like it. How, does, how does my voice sound now?
0: Gonna, unfortunately, it sounds I mean, better sounds more human. Gonna, it was gonna be a good bit. I'll it's, show if you were Robo reef.
1: I still believe amazing. that that what was did, just
0: a reef's a i glitching out yeah
1: I always was your AI. eyes red dude I, yeah. I switched the mic to a mic I'm not using and then I switched it back to the one I am using. changed yeah. no settings. Hmm.
2: it literally was <laughs> yeah, just amazing. To turn it off and on again,
1: yeah. Uh, Jalen Naylor, 77 yards, five receptions, uh, one drop, uh, touchdown.
3: W- what's the drop? Are we talking? I don't think Naylor's to make the trip,
1: but. Okay. Oh, right. Cause the injury,
3: uh, change that yeah. to, uh, no, it
1: can't be Tristan Jackson. Rager. Did you mean Rager? Uh, no, I would not mean Rager. <laughs> let's, let's not put Definitely words in my mouth. not Rager. Uh, it's not going to be Osborne. It's not going to be Addison. Uh, man, who's been showing up? Oh. Uh, Luke Braun's
3: guy, Powell, let's do that one. There you go. Same stat line. Jaron Hall, 6 for 11, 78 yards, one TD through the air, one on the ground with his feet. Mm. One tip pass, though, at the line that goes for an interception. It's not his fault, guys. Let's not overreact to that.
0: (laughs) I had him down 11 of 16, 89 yards, so like five yards an attempt kind of night. One pick, maybe it's tip like Luke said, but I do have him scoring with his legs. Sure. Goal line play, just put it in. I think there's, Luke, maybe you saw this in in practice. I think there's going to be a lot of broken plays with Jaron Hall in the game, whether it's his fault or not. I think he's going to be out of the pocket more often than in the pocket.
2: That's like the primary concern I came away from camp with is that the, the Flores blitzes had confounded the offensive line at all three levels, and maybe the blitzes are just that good but I have a lot of concerns about them being able to set and adjust protections and communicate properly and not get unblocked dudes.
0: Can I just circle back to Addison quick? I wanted to throw this by you too, Bron. Um, have you watched his feet? Like yes, he's got some of the fleetest feet, whether it's like individual like warmups, you mm-hmm. know, one-on-ones running routes against air. The guy is Got, he's got sweet feet. Like it's, it's actually impressive to watch. And he stands out so much from other receivers that are on the roster that are just camp bodies. It's kind of impressive to watch what he can do versus what they can do.
3: Who's got yeah, the funniest, and- like, contrast? Like, who's like, uh, okay, that's <laughs> definitely not Addison out there. Okay, who is it? When you watch, you know, all 11 right. straight right in yeah. a row, and Addison really stands out, who's the guy that's like, oh, my God. So,
2: well, yeah, sometimes they would go Addison in, like, a random order. Yeah. So it wouldn't be like it was in the Zimmer years. It would be, like, Jefferson and then KJ, and then Ed- it's just right. kind of however they lined up. So sometimes you'll get Addison and then, like, Garrett Mogg. <laughs> and it's just like that's not, not that's, what yes, <laughs> two, that's what I'm two looking for.
1: Sto- yes. Two stories about that. Uh one uh from Jaguars camp this year. Um, there's just like just like the first day of camp. They've got Zay Jones doing a rep and then Calvin Ridley I saw doing a rep right after oh, that. Yeah. It, yeah. And it is nuts how different Ridley- Zay Jones had like a good year, right? Yeah. And yeah, Ridley yeah. is just a different He's on turbo. He's yeah, he's holding <laughs> down the turbo button. <laughs> and and Nate Tice did an edit of it that he tweeted out, where it just zooms in on Doug Peterson's face, mm-hmm. and does.
0: It. <laughs> <laughs> was Doug Peterson fanboying like uh, Robert Sala in Hard Knocks?
1: Yeah, but it was genuine.
0: <clears throat> <is real. laughs> it was
1: real. It was authentic. Uh, so that's uh, that's the that's the first story. The second story, I already forgot. No, actually, no, I remember it now. Uh, one of the first camps I covered. Do you remember Sam? Lamarck Brown. He never made a roster. So that it, is it
0: quite a poll. What do yeah. you know
1: what year? Uh it's gotta be like 2012, maybe. Um, I was say, yeah, I
3: showed up in 2014. I do not remember that name at all.
1: So uh, this is the first year I was doing like training camp practice reports, and I wrote that like you know, this guy is like running through molasses. Like it is just like you oh my god, you see. You see, like, um, God, who are the receivers in 2012? Like, was it Greg Jennings, I think? We um, Michael 13. Jenkins
0: wouldn't have been Jennings, think, Jenkins. Yeah.
2: Um, was, was it Harvin. 2013? Roche, yeah, just google dude? it. And this guy has been on five, oh, 12 different teams, including the and, something called and, the Utah Blaze.
1: And half of those teams, he was a tight end. Um, and only so, a few of
2: them are NFL.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so 2013. So that would have been Greg Jennings then, right? Um, yes. So so like there's like first of all there's a size difference, right? But Greg Jennings was still like a very good right, and I still like stand by that that photo essay I did. Greg Jennings is always open. Uh, Greg Jennings was having like a a fantastic like camp, and so he would just get open like super quick, right? Just immediately. And but he was spending all this time like praising General Patterson for some reason, very funny. But um, Lamarck Brand would take like a rep after him, and it was just like you like look at your watch. He'd be, like what is going on? But the thing is, um, I wrote this up, and like after like the fourth training camp practice report that I wrote up and published, um, the way that like in Mankato the press had been set up, like mm-hmm. you walk by the players all the time, yeah. like especially when they like bike in and and set their bikes up, um, and. And the guy looks at me, Lamarck Brown, looks at me and he goes, man, I'm not slow. And he just walks away. And he wasn't wearing like a jersey or anything. I was just like, that has to be like, I didn't know who that was. I was like, that has to be Lamarck Brown. There's no way. (laughs)
3: That is right. That's gold, man. Wow. That's That's, incredible.
0: That's better than your Chad Greenway running. Chad Greenway.
3: Yeah. (laughs) No jersey, no nothing. Street clothes. Yeah, well, cause he hadn't gone into
1: the locker room yet. So he bikes from the dorm to the mm-hmm. area where the practice facility was set up. It locks it because none of the players have the jersey on then. Locks up the the bike and then like walks in to get to go to the locker room to get changed. So yeah, nothing. He was just a big
3: dude. And I was like, that's probably Lamarck Brown. And you're like so. One person did read my article. Whoa. Whoa.
1: Yeah, right. I was like, what, yeah. what was I he, doing, a
3: minute. I, he He had
2: I to Google himself and find only <laughs> That had article. to be it.
1: That <laughs> yeah. had to Warm be thing. it because who's writing? And no offense, I hope he's not watching this. Uh, if, if he is, you're a better football player than I am. But uh, <laughs> he played um, for wait. eight years in various semi-pro leagues. That's, that's incredible that's, go get that's, attitude. I love that. Really I actually yeah. genuinely respect that. Um, but yeah, like, like, there's just not a lot of camp clippings about guys that are like, you know, not even third string, like fourth string, switch position several times back and forth, actually. And, and there wasn't like a novelty, like there was with like Moritz. Right. Uh, and so there just wasn't. And so I imagine like maybe he got a Google news alert, you know, I, those are pretty easy to set up. Uh, and, and, and can you imagine like, there's just, you finally make it onto an NFL 90 man roster, Right. And it's like your big break and and (laughs) and you Google your name, first day nothing, second day nothing, third day, you finally see someone mention you. This dude's slow. (laughs) But apparently he ain't slow Uh, though. According to him, I I
0: have a uh, he's faster than me. I have a fantastic follow up actually on the Chad Greenway thing. So if you remember, uh, Arif got (laughs) Arif got accosted by Chad Greenway. Uh, for insinuating that Chad Greenway was bad and pro football focus agreed with that. Right. And this was what, mm-hmm. 2014, 15, 16 in that, okay, in that range. Definitely not 16, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That range. So They're still my I got an advanced copy of Matthew Coller's book. Um, football is a numbers game. It's about the rise of PFF and uh, pre-order it, go get it. I think it's on shelves in October. So I'm reading through it. Last, this is last night. I'm reading this chapter about how it kind of came to prominence. And a big piece of that was Neil Hornsby, the founder, going on a training camp tour with Peter King to all the various franchises and meeting with the coaches, meeting with the GMs, meeting with the players. And the anecdote from his Vikings trip was that Chad Greenway was excited to learn that PFF's grading system found him to be underrated.
1: This was what, 2008? This was
0: 2012.
1: 2012, yeah, because he yeah. Uh, he was drafted 2007, missed that play 2008, um, yeah. So that was actually the year of. So 2011 was the year he had, I think, the highest coverage grade in their system of any linebacker. Wow, like he legitimately deserved to make the Pro Bowl that year, and then didn't, and then in 2012 did make the Pro Bowl and and probably didn't
0: deserve it. Yeah, a year behind. Yeah, uh, which is
1: how then the Pro Bowl worked
3: It's just like always like a year or two behind
0: i thought of you right away though when i read that i thought oh this is hilarious (laughs) i pulled up a random
3: 2013 preseason game here's some guys who got targets some random names here lamarck brown one target one catch 11 yards Adam Thielen, one catch, only ten yards there. Okay. Oh, I
1: remember. I remember. This is more 2014 than 2013, but I remember the debates between Adam Thielen and Rodney Smith. I was going to say oh, Rodney Smith, yeah. guy, one yeah. catch,
3: thirty-five yards versus the Bills. Zach Line, Stephen Burton, Zach Line, Colin Anderson. Don't remember that. Stephen name. Burton.
1: Stephen Burton, like his final year with the Vikings, he had a great camp, a phenomenal camp. I still use him as an example of how camp is fake. Because he just didn't make the team. <laughs> yep,
3: Chris Summers, two catches, 23 yards. Don't remember Dang, that name. Yeah. Furious yeah. Wright, Patterson, Rudy, Joe Webb, catching passes. Matt Asiata, Red Ellison. Joe Webb Red Ellison. Playing every position except offensive line. Yeah. Colin Anderson, though. Don't recognize that name whatsoever.
1: Colin Anderson, tight end? Mm, nope. Uh, nobody knows, dude. Nobody knows. Oh, he was a tight end. <laughs> yep. Hey, look at that. From Furman. 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 Would that guy. make him the second Furman player on that roster? After, like, Dakota Dozier? Oh, I think like we have nice. someone from Furman right now.
0: Any other specific predictions for tonight? Maybe on on the defensive side of the ball. We had an Ivan Pace. Yeah, Ivan who's Pace He's going to have two good. sacks, apparently. I like that one.
1: Uh, let's see. Andre Carter, is he going to play, do you think?
0: That's a great question. I would say... I guess- I would lean yes, yes, right? I would guess yes, Uh, maybe not. I'll say
1: say Andre Carter's sack, but no one is excited. It'll be like a DJ Wanham sack. We're not going to be like that (laughs) geeked up for it, but it's going to be a talker. it'll be
2: fourth quarter he's like at the bottom so it'll it'll, even if it's good we can be like yeah it's against you know nobody yeah i I could (laughs) see
3: luigi valain i mean he did he did some things last preseason either carter or luigi valain i could see getting a sack for sure but this louis Louis seen uh pass deflection and three tackles
1: none for loss he's a safety that's you know don't worry about that yeah uh and and one of the plays
3: will make us go oh I think he has it. Yeah, I, I think I think you see him steamroll downhill with some speed and juice, and just light like, somebody yeah, under then, a
2: guard. You know,
3: somebody. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one and big then Luke hit. is going to like somehow acquire the preseason
1: film and go. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, how about Pat Jones? Will
2: have nice. one pass make breakup, make one forced fumble, oh, and a half starting season. starting
0: edge. Pat Jones probably starting edge. Yeah, yeah. he'll play. Um, he'll play a uh, like at least a quarter. And he'll I, the pass all, breakup, I one hundred percent buy.
1: I, I definitely buy that. I think
0: Tonga back. is gonna spike one in. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Who's starting, by the way, for uh, Seattle? S- Co- uh, I have Qubi? no idea who they're actually gonna a play. Oh, probably
3: Drew Locke. Oh, Drew Locke. Oh, yeah. Yes. They still have um, him.
0: Tonga cool. is going to spike one in Drew Locke's face.
3: I could right. see uh, Calvin Avery not making one splash play or even statistic, but just soaking up two blockers so- every play to make to open up yeah. some so- some so lanes it. for Ivan Pace. Who, and- who
0: will we be walking so- away from talking about? Who will who clearly will not make the team, but who will we be like psyched about? That's Luigi a complete... lane
3: He might I make see it. it. He's he he, he, he might. Rubble. He's, how about,
0: he's pushing it.
3: How about Bronze, uh, Theo Jackson stays hot? Or not Theo, yeah. sorry, Tay Gowan. Take Gowan. Yeah, that's okay. there it is. That's a good one. Yeah.
2: Actually, well, I, Theo I just Jackson's feel like not we, a
1: bad answer we, to that
2: because he's made some plays lot. and been with the twos a bunch and like big nickel and all that. And yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's like the backup Josh Metellus role. That's what Sam was kind of yeah. describing to me. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I'm very curious you think, about that.
1: You'd think that B.J. Ward, who is now practicing with the quarterbacks. As soon as I talked yeah. about which room they meet in, <laughs> that was so
2: funny. <laughs> I literally sat down and the safeties and cornerback split, and I was like, "Oh, Jay Ward, please be with the corner so I can tweet." this.
0: <laughs> That's so perfect. Uh, J Ward right. is having a Jack Tocho like um, preseason where like we just don't know just what he's playing. Around, yeah. Around, yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So I'll say this. Uh. You know who's a good candidate for like splash plays? Definitely not making the roster. Thayer Thomas, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, he's been, are, he's been
1: having an offseason. He might have after. Plus, like, he's
3: gonna get punt returns too. So you're gonna add that yeah. to the equation as
2: well. Mm-hmm. Yep. After like Jefferson and Addison, he might have some of the like spiciest routes in like the individual drills. He's just slow.
0: You think Don't Blake Prole is a guy, Bron? I've I've come away liking Blake Prole more and more. What I you think seen? he could be. A wide receiver six somewhere,
3: but I don't think he's wide receiver six here. But I like a practice squad kind of vibe. Whose stock yeah. is higher? Blake Prole or Thayer Thomas? Pro seemed like the same. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I, I think it's like Thayer Thomas, you can tell is like, okay, this is ju-
0: this is as good as he can ever get.
1: hmm Yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Prol has just a little more something to him, I think. Um, I don't know what it is, but the recognizable name. Yes, he's very consistent. Oh, bias. It. Um, famous father. All right, we're gonna give you tips on how to stay awake in the second half tonight. Maybe it's something that you can watch for that will keep you engaged or maybe it's just literally on how to stay awake. Arif Hassan has impeccable sleep habits. He'll tell you that after uh, we remind you that today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. I'm wearing the hat. How did I get such a cool looking hat? You might wonder. Well, I did. I ordered Bird Dogs at birddogs.com slash locked on. Enter the promo code locked on as well. Get the free white tech hat bird dog and there's so much more than the hat because bird dogs pants or shorts they hug your legs in a comfortable way they sculpt your thighs they come with that lining that just keeps you cool and dry with the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric uh in the mornings you know i put on the the slim fit pants they hug my ankles they keep me warm it's like 60 degrees in the morning afternoon after i'm done working go golfing put on the bird dog shorts and i look so good so athletic with that sculpted look, uh, they're better than Lululemon. I'm a convert. I've had them both. I have now got two boxes of bird dogs in my uh, shorts and pants drawer because they're so darn good. So check it out, birddogs.com slash locked on or the promo code locked on. Last time I got my Tumblr for free. This time I got the white hat. Check it out, birddogs.com. All right. All right. Game starts at 9 tonight. My bedtime's 10.30. I got to stay awake somehow. Luke Braun and I have to do a postcast after midnight central time. So how are we central time zones going to stay awake? Well, what's going to keep us engaged in the second half? I think that Jaron Hall's presence is probably the most interesting second-half quarterback situation we've seen in a while. That should be enough to keep fans engaged. Braun, what do you think? And I think some of the guys he's going to throw to can be interesting enough.
2: Um, obviously, we have this sort of battle for who is the wide receiver. I think Naylor has emerged as the wide receiver for, although with all the time he spent injured, maybe that's vulnerable too. But then, you know, Powell, Rager, all these other guys. And hey, what about Nikhil Harry? What can he do? He, we've only seen two practices of his. So yeah, what, what, can, what, what are we going to see from him? He'll probably be running with the threes in that third, fourth quarter of the game. I think that's a very intriguing
0: name. Yeah, some diving catches. The,
3: all the rookies, yeah, though. I mean, defense. all the rookies in that second half, for sure. Like, like those are the guys you could end up watching as a fan on the Vikings for the next five, six, seven years. You never know who's going to pan out. So, Dwayne McBride, Jaron Hall, you already mentioned that. Those are the mm-hmm. A topics. Andre Carter, uh, Calvin Avery. I'm, I'm low key kind of interested in this guy. 6'1, 360. That's He's insane. So that just doesn't even make <laughs> sense. Um, also, too, too, we much. just brought it up, though. I'm very interested to know who the backups to Josh Metellus are in this little joker role that he's kind of mm-hmm. carved out because that's a it's a very unique role that Flores has built for him so if you were to ever go down or miss some time I'm just curious which backups are next in line to take over it sounds like right now again it's uh Theo Jackson is right it is now Theo Jackson okay and,
2: and I, I don't know who would be after Theo Jackson because it, it is, is a sub
3: Ward. role I don't know yeah mm-hmm. I guess
2: Jay Ward but he's yeah. usually yeah. elsewhere on the same defensive package for sure and,
1: and then you got to be a theory, like rotate right Cameron by him down and then just put like Lewis seen up top as well, yeah. right? Like that's yeah, right. Which they definitely do. Mm-hmm. Or
2: I think Jay Ward is like the backup to Makai Blackman, where he's the regular nickel, and then he'll come out. And Theo Jackson is the big nickel.
0: Mm-hmm. There, there are so many second year guys from last year's draft that have a lot to play for in this preseason. I would say seen, Booth, Ingram has a spot, but I still think he has to play well this year. Like he needs the reps. Um, Asamoah, I'm not quite as sure. Although, Braun, he didn't participate in team drills at all on Tuesday. That was a little wacky. Otomewo, Chandler, Vidarian Lowe, Jalen Naylor when he gets back on the field, Nick Muse. Like Seven or eight out of those 10 draft picks have a lot on the line, I would argue, this preseason. And then all the rookies from this year, all six of them, I think. Um, Addison is kind of entrenched, but Blackman playing for, for time, Ward playing for his life, Roy playing for, for time, Jaron Hall trying to, you know, put himself, put his name in the mix uh, for next year and Dwayne McBride. There's just a, there's a lot of first and second year guys that I think have stories that are very much unfinished who could change the narrative this preseason.
1: Yeah, I I think so. I think like there are just like a lot of exciting or like intriguing names that you could, Pick up on, like, I think Otomewo, for example, I think, like, there's just not a lot of people have paid a lot of attention to him. I mean, his background was that at the University of Minnesota, he was an edge rusher, and the Vikings have kicked him inside his testing. So he didn't get to test at the combine or at his pro day. He ended up having to test a little bit later. So his testing didn't hit like a lot of databases or people weren't you know, given an opportunity like, oh, wow, but it actually genuinely, especially in terms of explosives, was extremely good for the position that he plays. And so you could, you know, make the case that, you know, hey, he's still learning that interior position and he's got all world athletic potential, more athletic, honestly, than most of the players competing for that like interior defensive end role, right? Like, you know, like Dean Lowry and I guess, well, I guess James mm-hmm. Lynch isn't anymore, but like, um, you know, Jonathan Bullard is probably the closest in terms of testing, but just like all of those players just don't really have the same kind of explosiveness that at least Otomewo showed, uh, in, in his like private pro day. So, I mean, you could make an argument there. You could talk about all of these undrafted that people are really excited about Andre Carter, Ivan Pace, Thayer Thomas, right? Um, I, I think that there's a lot of intrigue that you could kind of, um, Dig into and, and learn a lot more about the player. I mean, like I think what Dwayne McBride like led the FBS in yards last year, right? Like yeah. it, it's it's an interesting seventh round pick. Where it's just like this guy just wouldn't go down. He had yeah. incredible contact balance. He's super fun to watch. Plays mean, um, and uh, and he's like a seventh round pick. And so there's just like there's always stuff that like you can learn a lot about. And the fact that there's just like a rookie quarterback that's going to be playing in, into the second half. I mean, that's always going to yeah, give that's you some always going to get going. Yeah, Oda uh,
2: standing up on the outside a whole bunch. By the way, kind of playing the same right. inside-outside yeah. rotation as like Marcus. Davenport I like that. Has been. I like
1: that a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, that's
3: um, interesting. When,
1: when I constructed a 53 man. I, I I kept it at four edge rushers with the argument that Oda Maywell could could flip outside as shadow depth, basically. Mm. Yeah, so, I, I'm really glad that that actually. Turned out to be so. The you case. called it. Seems exactly yeah, how it's bearing out. It. Yeah. Well, with, um,
2: with Davenport also doing that and Odomewo kind of being the backup of that. Awesome. The, you're Michael Bennett, but in a three-four.
3: There you go. And sure. cool. I was just going to say, speaking of second-year guys, kind of got a a lot of low-key pressure on them tonight. Nick Muse, I just think that oh, yeah. they only keep three. Right, yeah. like they did last year. This isn't the Zimmer era anymore, where they always kept four tight ends. They only keep three. I gotta think Johnny Hunt's got is, the edge right now. Over it mm-hmm. is a really tight, tight end offense right now. It is a two tight end offense, so you could see I could, why they would but keep you're already keeping an extra quarterback.
1: So and I think both guys need to play
2: well for that to happen.
1: No, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Do you think like you yeah. prove hey. he's going to do like the the Carmel dance? Right?
2: I need it so. Oh my god, I would melt. I love that. Yeah,
1: I mean, totally on brand. <laughs> I would melt.
2: I would spontaneously combust if that happened.
1: Like, I know it's 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 actually been confirmed that that lady whose TikTok went viral went on a date with Nick Muse. Well, yeah, I know that that's yeah. genuinely been confirmed, but that would, I think, like, confirm it in like this concrete existential like, oh, of course, it would just enhance okay. yeah, the legend. Even yeah, though,
2: he admitted you know. it already. No, I know. Like I said,
1: like I said, yeah. I know it's been confirmed. I'm just saying a demonstration of the kind of person that he is. Yeah
2: which Second I do firm. think he understands how
3: funny it is and appreciates that. Yeah, I, I need so, it now. I need it. I got yeah, to have it. Live on the postcast, Sam Ekstrom in a melting Luke Brown, <laughs> 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 Luke Brown with third degree
2: burns. Third, third degree God, I'd burns. be so happy. Right. Flames. Oh, my gosh.
3: Flames. <laughs> Best preseason
1: game ever. <laughs> Oh, how about uh, kicker all battle? I be able to talk about Yeah, kicker
3: battle. Come Stay on. Stay awake this is, for the kicker battle. This is about to get real now. This is where things get interesting with that kicker battle. We we it's, gonna it's gonna it. it's now, do we gonna know. we going to turn up when the lights get bright here and <laughs> these kicks actually matter. Hey,
0: guys. night game, baby. Yeah. Hot uh, pod is going to have flames. Do we
2: this know flame, how they're going to approach this? Because in the past, kicker battles like... have been like. Greg Joseph gets the whole first game, and then the other guy gets the whole second game. I was going to say, gonna like Matt Daniels
3: up at the presser. It sounded like was leaning into Greg Joseph quite a bit for this game. Yeah, so yeah. We'll see how it happened. I mean, we'll yeah, see how it if- shakes out and evens out. You know, they want to get at least close to a 50-50 split, but it sounds like expect Greg Joseph a lot tonight.
0: Yeah, definitely in the first half. I, I don't know if he said a whole game, but it did sound like they're leaning Joseph. He didn't early.
3: specify. He just said, "Well, well yeah." lean into greg joseph to start and then see how it all plays mm-hmm. out
0: yep definitely um have not gotten a read on who's really kicking that much better because they just haven't had a lot of live sessions like three yeah. sessions in yeah two every weeks. time
1: they like set up the kick it's just like all right snap the ball and oh no kick yeah, yeah. they're like
2: practicing the fire drill but not the actual
0: kick yeah cool yeah for one of the most important positions in football they really don't stress them very much at all in these, what do you uh, what do you
3: think I'm, the percentage is sure right now. That there's
1: like an analytical or psychological reason behind it like i'm sure that there's like a Get the yeah rest. they might just
2: not think that these practice sessions are like remember greg joseph's camp last year and then yes. he ended up having like yes
3: yeah. it was it was uh, bad what do you think 90 10 right now greg joseph what do you guys yeah, got this gauge at? What's your true. gauge at? I,
2: I've only seen two live kicking 5. sessions, but Podlesny yeah. won both of them. Great. So but the one I so saw. Probably 90,
3: 10. <laughs> that probably gets him the ten. <laughs> gets him off the ground. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly.
2: But hey, that's it's gotta
0: start somewhere. Mm-hmm. They had one I think before you got here, Braun, and, and Joseph went six of six, Podlesny went three of three. On that day. They and only gave him three reps. Uh, but yeah, you're right. There was one. Joseph, I think, missed two kicks in one of the sessions. He went three I mean, for six in one of them.
3: Uh-oh. Three for six. Yeah. Uh-oh.
0: He had a total disaster.
3: Two of them, or all three of them were 50 plus? Two of two, them for no, sure.
2: Two of the three misses were, or one was 50, and then it was the night practice. He went from 50 and came up short, and then 55, and then came up short, and then lined up for 55 again and made it.
3: hmm Okay.
1: So two so of them were yeah. 50 plus. So one then of he went wide
2: from like 40, I think,
0: about. It was, a, it was a
2: rough night.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hesitate to bring this up, but we have Ron Johnson coming on the show in a few moments, and I want to give Braun a platform to defend himself. Ron got oh, worked God. up about your Nikhil Harry tweets, and I want to give you a chance what to tweets? rebuttal
3: what tweets singular can i get the 10 second elevator what what was what what was the great yeah luke i think
0: i think the insinuation is that you were hating on Nikhil harry
1: oh yeah i mean luke's a hater
0: you were snarking on Nikhil harry
1: yeah luke's a snarky hater (laughs) and did ron
3: ron snap back was
2: it was it the the because like the first day i saw like the day he and uh jacob copeland showed up copeland just like in the drill looked better and i was like that's kind of funny
0: yeah i think that's i think that's That's, what bothered that was that that was it
2: I they was ruled. like, one of the two looks better, and I'm not telling you which. And I thought that was fun.
3: And Ron got a little riled up, or what happened to him?
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. Goodness. Ron, Ron was a big then, wide receiver in his day too, so he's got to stand up for the big guys.
3: And, and also
1: he did better I the next like, day. He didn't yeah, say did, didn't the next day he like kind of killed it a little bit?
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Kind of yeah. did, yeah. <laughs> Every day's a reset, baby. Yeah, just stack your days, man. He had the best great play of the day, day in the glorified walkthrough diving catch on andrew booth jr tragically did not count
2: but it counts that's right the, it was because of the sack because of because i think it was tonga got a sack and they so they moved they didn't give him the yard oh well then, it, then we all it, saw it,
1: it so super doesn't count if it's a tonga sack
2: <laughs> yeah it was uh, tonga with the twos i think beat like Schloatman, beat the crap out of Schloatman and swam right past him and got a sack
0: Otherwise, it was a great rep because it was a great throw by Mullins, good coverage by Booth, and a great catch yeah, by Harry. Yeah, was in, in good spot. I know Booth was all and though. he, I, Harry, I, I...
2: smoked Booth another couple of times in that. It was all shells and kind of half speed because they were being safe. The fir- the last practice before the preseason game, but yeah, yeah, I'd it love a to pick day on Booth, for Harry. Uh,
3: just as much as the next step. But that one clip there on the sideline, you're right, Booth. had, I mean, not much you can do. Pretty much as good as you can get as far as coverage goes.
0: Yeah. Uh, we do have Ron coming up in a few moments. There might, yeah, there punches might be thrown over over StreamYard here. But uh, oh, while we wait like- for Ron, Braun, or sorry, Inman and I just put together our top five preseason legends in Vikings history. And I want to run some of the names by Arif and Luke Braun. Um, we obviously went with Sloter on the list. Slower was... You have to. Mm-hmm. He, was, have my, to. he, he was both
3: our ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sure. number one. Just, um, just a real quick recap on his 2019 8.7 yards per attempt, four to one touchdowns interception. If I remember correctly, the interception wasn't even his fault. Uh, Pass a rating of 120 and 0.52 expected points
0: per play.
3: Wow. Yeah. Wow! Crazy.
0: 75% completion percentage, like career. 12 in to one touchdown
3: interception yeah. ratio over the course vikings of all preseason. of his yeah. yeah 12 to 1 and like you mentioned that one don't remember if i, if I remember like, correctly i do, i don't think it was his fault so perfect, like, it was
0: at the bills
3: perfect <laughs> passer rating versus the cardinals 158.3 two games prior versus the saints 148 passer rating game in between there 129 versus the seahawks like what do we, what's going on and, right now and and then the vikings cut him and you know then yeah. he went on to win a super bowl so yeah you know
1: wait that didn't that oh well, oh, wait. <laughs> What's that? Well, at least he won the XFL. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, he won. He, he did. did get a ring. He did. He started as a with the Renegades. As a backup. Yeah. Well, but he finished the season as a backup.
0: You
2: get your hardware all the same.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just just like I still wonder whether or not Christian Ponder got his ring with the Broncos. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Is he on that
3: <laughs>
2: roster? <laughs>
1: for like a week. <laughs> wow. Did he get a rep? Is it an immaculate grid answer? I, I think I, he might have been a practice squad guy. I don't uh, know. John Elway just yeah. text
3: some pictures from the Super Bowl ring. I'm
1: somewhat confident he did not get an active game, so it's not a PFR immaculate grid answer. So,
3: no, but
2: it might count for one of the other ones.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. When in doubt, just go with Josh McCown. That's, yeah. that's what uh, I and another,
1: another Minnesota legendary quarterback got a ring. Did, I know he got a ring. With the Broncos, Adam Weber, the guy thrown to Eric wow. Decker, yeah, <laughs> wow,
3: that's amazing, Dude. Yeah.
1: wow. All right, that's so incredible. we really, we only really went through one of your preseasons uh, top five. So we got
0: very distracted. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I, this
1: is this is the best thing to talk about. I love this. Yeah. Is my favorite topic.
0: Well, the most enjoyable part of compiling my list was. Going back and watching some Randy Moss preseason highlights. Ooh! Can you imagine in, the in 18? number eighteen yeah. a player yeah. in eighteen? <laughs> it didn't even say Moss; it said R Moss to differentiate oh, yeah. him from other Mosses. Yeah, but you have to just owning <laughs> like in the 4th year of his career so imagine Justin Jefferson playing deep into a preseason game this year dude Randy Moss in the 3rd quarter get of game games ready. you got to get him game ready you got to get the legs fresh got to yeah. get the legs ready get some dante to, dante getting on a roll in 2001 It's so much fun to watch. Can you
1: imagine being like a third string linebacker and Dante
3: Culpepper is just running right at you (laughs) and he weighs more than you? You can (laughs) literally hear a literal truck sound eh, eh, just ready to plow you over. Yeah, that's insane. Um, Sam also flung out AP's first game versus the Jets in that first run where you got, you know, it's like a 50-yard gash. One of his first touches, though, like all the hype after the draft and then going into mm-hmm. the summer and training camp, and it's like, all right, this guy's legit. You saw the speed to the corner, but also just the physicality when he could have walked yeah. out of bounds easily, put that spin move on him, but decides to lower the shoulder and just –
1: Yeah, boom. that's not who he is. Yeah. That's not who he is. Yeah. Uh. So So I was mostly thinking about preseasons that I've been able to cover, like live since I actually covered, started covering the Vikings. And the problem is if you're looking for guys that like didn't make the roster that had like great preseasons that didn't make the roster, mm-hmm. the Zimmer era is tough because he gave a lot of snaps to people who ended up making the roster. So they end up having the best statistics. So you're like, so like, for yeah. example, Stefan Diggs in 2015, right? Like he had 174 yards in the, in the preseason. That year, like, why is he playing? Obviously, he wasn't a starter yet; he was a fifth round rookie. But like, 173 yards, touchdown, 15 receptions, no drops, just like killing it. Technically, 2016 Teddy Bridgewater did not make the roster, so we could count him as an amazing preseason performance that did not make the roster.
3: But he um he was Dude, he had a
1: 140 plus passer rating.
0: Dude. Chargers
3: game. That Chargers so game good. was up. So dude. Good. The Chargers game, but I was, was sitting so right good. next to a reef at TCF versus the Cardinals, and Teddy makes they the game-winning drive. Rodney oh, Smith. That was so, Randy Smith, <laughs> two-yard yeah. pass. Yeah, yeah. kick failed. Smith. By the way, I don't remember who the kicker was. Probably Blair, I guess. Probably Blair. Kick failed. By the way. Oh man. Yeah, it was Blair. I but love like to go up two with. I, I, I remember Dickens that. Left. I remember that
1: because it's still my greatest preseason W ever. Because I was like Adam Thielen's making the roster over Rodney Smith, and a bunch of people were like arguing with me about it. I've recounted that on this show several times um, because I'm very proud of it. <laughs> um, and then Rodney Smith gets the game-winning touchdown, and a bunch of people are like, "A reef, looks like you're wrong. Adam Thielen's not making the roster; it's Rodney Smith." Yeah. And you guys were right. A- Adam Thielen went uh, to dental hygiene sales after that. Yeah. <laughs> what a game, though. Do you remember that? That was incredible. Oh, and, that was an awesome up in the game. Box. That was so like, fun. And and the fans were just there for Teddy, right? And so Absolutely. when he had the opportunity to lead a game winning touchdown drive, like Matt Castle's out of there, they yeah. were just like geeked, right? So that was that was awesome.
3: Fourth quarter, let's see. Fourth quarter, Alan Reisner, three yard pass from Teddy, Jarius Wright for the two point conversion from Teddy. What a Teddy. connection. <laughs> what yeah. A that connection. Put him up three. And then Zach Bauman, oh, six yard fumble oh, wow. return. So somebody fumbled. With just a minute and a half left. Oh, I don't know who that was. Do you remember uh,
1: Adi Cole's 2012 two pick sixes against the Bills?
2: I got to think that's on Sam's list.
0: It's
3: on Sam's. That that was high on my list. That was so good.
0: I wanted to ask a So You covered that training camp, right? 2012. So did Adi Cole deserve to make the roster? Or did the two pick sixes just tilt the scales so far that they had to keep him?
1: So okay, so I'll say this, his 2013 preseason and camp performance was so much better than his 2012 hmm. that it it just like kind of justifies it. But the 2012 was like not that great until like the very end of camp because it I don't know what it was. If I were to like kind of guess, I think it's like a confidence thing, like the confidence in his instincts, the confidence in his calls, whatever it was. I remember talking to um God, somebody about it. I think it was one of the other linebackers. And I was like, hey, Adi Cole is like doing stuff now. What's up with that? And and the guy's like, yeah, he's communicating now. He wasn't, he was just he was just quiet before. So there was something there. But again, linebackers in camp, it's just so difficult to evaluate them. I remember his one-on-ones in like uh and, and these always favor the running backs and tight ends, but I remember his one-on-ones in the receiving drills were just god awful. And so for him to come up with like the two best coverage plays of any Vikings defensive player. In that preseason, I think was just amazing, just like to top it off. But his 2013 was great, like in terms of preseason and, and camp and all that. But his 2012 was just like, eh. and he was like bottom. It was like it was like him and then like Larry Dean. They were the bottom two. Larry linebackers.
3: Dean. Yeah. yeah. And Larry
1: Dean was was added to the team solely for special teams. Like every year. Absolutely would grab an undersized 4-4 linebacker
3: like a Brandon Watts or a Larry Dean type yeah who right? was the guy who ended up going to the Texans I want to say Peters Brian Peters oh yeah he had a pretty he's good like, camp flash
1: a think, little bit at one uh, point did 20- he go to like 15? New Mexico or New Mexico State and he played like a, a hybrid safety position too and so he was like 215 running at that speed and we we're all like yeah he's
3: not a real linebacker right he's not an actual linebacker That's yeah, uh, all right for did- the Texans who are the other random linebackers? Gerald Hodges, obviously, what fourth round pick? Michael Mowdy, remember? Yeah, two yeah. Penn State boys. Oh, they drafted both the Penn State boys. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh, dude. Well, why'd Hodges well, go higher that, than Mowdy? Maudie? Mowdy's like the that year captain. they that
1: year they only drafted teammates, right? It was like Christian Ponder and like Everett Dawkins, which they're not even on the same side of the ball, but they were like teammates, right? And then they drafted both receivers from Arkansas, right? Jerry Strite and Greg Childs. Um and then we right. drafted both Penn State linebackers. It was like everyone was a teammate. Harrison Smith and Robert Blanton. Yeah. And and so we we asked in the press, we're like, was that on purpose? And like and like Spielman looked at us and he's like, What do you think? Uh and then we asked Leslie <laughs> Fraser, was that on purpose? And Fraser was like, Yeah, of course, yeah, yes, it was. Yes, yeah. we did it yeah. because we thought it would help them adjust to the NFL,
3: which Jeff Locke like and Blackman Jeff- and Edison baca Hey, UCLA. you There you Mm -hmm. go, Jeff Baca. Yeah, and Jeff Locke, UCLA, back to back picks, fifth and sixth round. Yeah, Everett Dawkins and Xavier Rhodes in 2013. That was it. That was yeah. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's fun. What a time! What a time to be
1: alive. So Sam, who else was on your list? Yeah, let's. What? Yeah, I mean, we're still waiting for Ron, right? So just let's keep going. Let's name that guy.
0: Ron's on the way. Uh, Luke and I pulled some. Plucky running backs from, like, the mid-20-teens. Uh, I think he had Rock Thomas. I had Mike Boone. McKinnon Joe was a lot of fun. Did you get a Banyard
1: performance in there? Yeah, honorable mention. Ooh, man. Nah, you I didn't think about Joe Did Banyard he, at all. Was he
2: in a camp? I thought he was, like, a mid-season guy.
1: Mm, he was definitely in a camp. I remember interviewing him for because oh. he's from Sweetwater, Texas, uh, and they have a rattlesnake festival thing the simpsons parodied it but like that's literally what they do is they catch rattlesnakes and kill them um it's like a whole festival and uh he does it with his bare hands i guess that's like a thing and i was like you have like a pretty valuable like career like ahead of you do you really want to risk it catching rattlesnakes he's like i've been doing it all my life i even invited adrian i was like there's no way the vikings let adrian catch rattlesnakes <laughs> And, it, and, and he was like, I don't know. Adrian just said no. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's the <laughs> smartest thing I've ever heard Adrian Peterson say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, absolutely. Like this is a moment this of is the, restraint. Yeah. This is the guy that Jordan Addison down 169, right? This guy is like all about living on the edge, right? And he's just like rattlesnakes bare hands. No, I'm going to play magic with Chris Cluey instead.
2: Yeah.
1: I <laughs> think that also oh actually happened. my gosh, great yeah. pull. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Okay. What, what about okay? Actually, this was just last year. Ty McGill, three and a half yeah. sacks. Yeah, he was number yeah. two Nine on my pressures? list.
3: He was number two on my He's list. So Sloter then- one. Ty McGill two. Yeah, led the entire NFC in sacks, three and a half sacks in two games. I think he led the team That's in tackles a nose for tackle loss position. Right. Yeah, unbelievable. That, it was yeah. such a
1: great. And then the Vikings cut him, and then I think what he ended
3: up on the Forty ers They did all right it, last
1: year. They
2: they Dude, tried he- to like do shenanigans with IR to yeah. sneak him through waivers, and it didn't Dude, work.
3: Yeah, not Perfect. a – well, he was on the Niners, and I looked it up just on Pro Reference, and he had multiple quarterback hits and at least one tackle for loss in that rotation as well. So, I yeah, mean, awesome. you think about the D-line rotation doing? now behind Tonga. Doing? Yeah, behind Tonga, Harrison Phillips, Dean Lock. It's like huh?
2: – How about one of, one of the great upsets? And he made the teams. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he qualifies, but how about the 2016 Nick Easton preseason
1: or preseason Ooh. that – Got oh, Alex Boone. Yeah, that is an upset. Yeah, yeah. I, I, ca- yeah. That was. I or 2017. Mean, I it was. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. really recall Nicky Stone's performance being all that amazing. But it was like. It was like he was as good as Alex Boone, and yes. then they went, "Well, you're cheaper." Yeah. I think they. I think they took on some dead cap to get
3: rid of Alex Boone too. Yeah, it was because like, oh, they, they signed do. him
2: just one year before to like yeah a yep. real contract
3: yeah. <laughs> so I had here's my five through one, one. Mike three. Boone, Rock Thomas. I had Jarek McKinnon just because he was always stuck behind AP. So AP never played. So Jarek got all these touches and catches. Mm -hmm. And when you just look at the body of work, like four straight years in the preseason, he was always the number one running back and then ended up getting two, three catches every game. So just the body of work. He was number three on my list. Then T.Y. McGill. And then uh, Kyle Sloter, number one. Sam went a little bit different route. I, and I would rank actually Mike Boone
1: third on that list.
3: That that's gave fair. That's, that's totally Mike fair. Mike Boone had phenomenal. a great body of work, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mike Boone was super. 2018 and 2019, he probably would have done it again in 2020 had there been no COVID. But even, and, yeah, Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, then they drafted Alexander Madison. Still, though, Mike Boone every preseason. So, t- yeah, it was, always, it was so great. And, and
1: sorry, Sam, just real quick, yeah. I just want to add this. If you include special teams' performances and you want to include these. Running backs: Jordan Todman.
0: Mm. There's so many running backs. And how about <clears throat> adjacent to running back, Corey Blassen Game.
3: Yes. Like made a career. made a career.
0: Based on that preseason. Yep. He's still in yeah. the league. Yep. Yeah. Still Here's tragic. a
3: couple other honorable mentions: Deshaun Bauer, Afeddie, OBC oh, oh, Johnson. Afeti had actually BB. had yes. Yeah, i really good. Brandon yeah. Zilstra showed up quite a bit. By the way. Zilstra was a was a receiving leader one of the years for the Vikings. Yes, yeah. yeah. By the way, sneaky difficult to find preseason stats and box scores and stuff. By the way, oh, it's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, it's it's not easy. Anton Exum, he was yeah, few yeah. games, he flashed oh, a little bit. Man. Jarrell Light. Presley had a
0: kick return and I think a touchdown reception from Joel Stave. Joel, Joel Stave. Anybody managing back. a reception from Joel Stave yeah. deserves some credit. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. he had to go outside his catch radius for that one. Uh, Ron He's Johnson, 5'8". Like he had to go way outside. <laughs> um, Ron Johnson joins us on Thursdays. We'll bring him into the show now. to Talk some preseason Vikings football, Ron. We're just we're having a nostalgia session. We're going we're back. Naming both. guys. Yeah, we're just talking about preseason performances of the past because. Uh, these games kind of happen, and then a lot of people forget about them. So we're trying to remember. Uh, but what about your preseason past? You had—I'm uh, I- guessing some notable preseason memories in your career. Tell us about those.
4: Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess uh, I caught. I mean, I caught a touchdown. I think against the Lions or the Jets or something. I know I had a one-handed catch against the Jets. I don't remember. remember I don't re- really remember much, to be honest. Um, yeah. I just it, the the preseason for me went by kind of quick. Uh, I was blessed enough to be a a drafted guy so uh, most of the preseason I was with the ones as the number three receiver and then towards the end I just did special teams and then they let the other guys do the offensive stuff so myself Ed Reed Terry Jones Chester Taylor um, uh, and I think Will Demps as well we didn't do much towards the end but early on yeah we played a ton I just don't have a lot of memories about it I just remember it being fast and like you know, like, man, this is, it's the NFL. Like that was kind of the, uh, the thing. I think I, I remember more so like the opening day games. Like we, I think we opened up against the Steelers one year. We opened up against yep. the uh, Panthers one year. Uh, I remember the hall of fame game. I do remember doing that twice. Once as, once as a player, once as a coach. Uh, so I remember that more than actually like the preseason.
0: Sure. Well, you're on TV tonight doing the pregame show before Viking Seahawks. Uh defensively speaking for the Vikings do you think we will learn anything meaningful about Brian Flores's defense in the preseason or do you think he's going to save his good stuff for September 10th against Tampa
4: Uh absolutely not I don't think we're going to learn much I mean I think we're going to see maybe some guys flying around the field maybe some defensive scheme stuff with that 3-4 front like how are the outside linebackers going to be treated how do they interact does uh I don't know if we'll see much of um, Agent Zero, but if 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 we do, you know where does he line up? But I don't think they're going to do much with him. Uh, so it's 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 going to be interesting to see just the uh, the corners like that that two three four cornerback group. Uh, who's going to earn themselves a chance to be in the dime package, to be that fourth, that fifth defensive back, uh, who, you know, who kind of stands out that can really cover like Blackman, you know, how good is he really when he has to be out there on an island? Uh, that's the things with the defense uh, that I think we'll see.
3: Hey, Ron, you're talking about your preseason memories. Is there one like rookie welcome to the NFL moment that you always remember, whether it's like, I don't know, a coach kind of ripping into you about the playbook or the verbiage or, or maybe a, like a big hit that kind of shook you up a little bit? You got like one moment that you always uh, think about when you think about your rookie year?
4: Oh, uh, ah. Uh. I'd say, like, going back to my rookie year, honestly, not it wasn't so much on the field. I mean, of course, the first game of the year against the Panthers, uh, I scored the first touchdown uh, of the season. And then I had it challenged. So I had to deal with NFL, the challenge rule, right away. Like, I didn't have that in college. Um, But my first touchdown went to the challenge review camera. So it was super nerve-wracking. And then they came back and the, you know, refs said touchdown. So because I had the ball. But then they were all joking, like, hey, if it's not a touchdown, you, you just give that back to the ref because you can't keep that. It doesn't count. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, like once they said, yep, it's a touchdown, which I think it's behind me somewhere. Uh, but once they said it was a touchdown, uh, the equipment guy came over and grabbed it from me, put tape on it, put in the little deal. So that was kind of one. Uh, I'd say the other one, honestly, was just the 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 uh, the the wrestling and hazing of the veterans to the rookies. So like having to carry their pads. Uh, I remember my rookie year having to go buy lunch for all the receivers. Um, You know, I I think I went to, I forgot where I went. What was that tab? Uh, I went to red Robin for one. It wasn't like a big time. Like I didn't go to like, you know, famous or uh, any, you know, red lobster or something. I just went to like, I think I went to like red Robin and bought, bought all the receivers uh, food to the plane. It wasn't so much the money. Um, uh, cause I would do that now. If there was 10 receivers, I'd be like, yeah, I'll buy you guys lunch for the Vikings. Like oh, I'd bring all those guys. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the problem was like the actual, like placing the order, having mm-hmm. to carry the bags in my car plus <laughs> my luggage for the plane. Uh, so it, that was, that was nerve wracking. Like I had to take two trips. Like I literally had to like get all the, all the lunch onto the, uh, onto my, out of my car, put it onto the bus. And then get my bag, put that under the bus, and we got to the airport. Jeez. Had to make sure I passed out everybody's food. Like each guy specifically had a meal, so I had to make sure I didn't mess that up. I had, to, you know, I had the restaurant oh, write their oh, names God. down on each box uh Red Robin, so they knew like Brandon Stokely had to have this. Todd Heap wanted this. Chris Redman, I had to take care of the quarterback, wanted this. Hey, uh, I said so we no to, pickles. Exactly. Go go
2: back. Back. <laughs> so go I had to. I had to make sure. Um,
4: one of the tougher ones too was like the double up meals. The guys were like, "Man, we want Krispy Kreme and we want this. Like we want like a little breakfast snack plus we oh, want lunch.
3: Brutal. So yeah, so when I went and got
4: Krispy Kreme, oh, and then I had to go to. Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the place, but uh, oh Popeyes. Popeye's oh. chicken. So, yeah, I went and Thank grabbed you. chicken for the guys. Plus, that I had to get some Krispy Kreme. Oh, so, yeah, so that was
3: so worth it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I that hungry right now, Yeah, <laughs> making me <laughs> hungry.
4: Yeah. That, that was kind of a, hey, rookie, you in the NFL type of moment, too.
3: Yeah, no, that's good. Hey, how about this? Just real quick, us four, we're doing a preseason fantasy Vikings competition. We oh, need Lord. to come up with a loser punishment. Just real I'm quick, top screwed, of your head. So you got you got anything top of your head you can uh, think of that we could throw on the list,
4: or it can be. Yeah, like, I'd guess, say I'd say the, the loser gets. has to listen to Peter Bukowski talk about Jordan Love for like an hour. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and stream it, and stream their reaction in live time. I love it. That's funny.
4: Like, that, just talk about all the uh, I mean that,
3: the that's, I'm gonna lose. No, that's, okay,
1: great.
2: I, I already have to do that <laughs> I have to go on the <laughs> NFC North crossover later this week <laughs> and do that.
1: Yeah, but like the loser also has to listen to the lockdown Packers specific, like, also that in addition, just to hear or just every Peter
4: Bukowski report. talk about movie reviews, like just anything, <laughs> like a movie that Aaron Rodgers has been in or something. I don't know.
1: I actually I do want to hear his hard take on, on hard knocks. I want to see what, what his take there. Oh ah, uh, see, there yeah. you
4: go. You have to watch yeah. hard knocks with Peter Bukowski and listen to him talk about his hate for Aaron Rodgers for an <laughs> hour straight.
1: <laughs> Look, it. sometimes you, you find things you can agree with in even the strangest corners of the internet. Um, so 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 my question is um so there's about you know 20, 25 let's say 25 players that are basically locks to make the roster. Not like actually locks. There's always like an Alex Boone type where you're like, oh my God, but like 25 basically locks. Mm -hmm. And there's about 20 or so players where unless something extraordinary happens, there's not like a level of performance they can hit in the preseason that would put them on the roster. We were just talking about some guys that had amazing preseason performances that didn't put them on the roster. Obviously all kinds of things could play a role like locker room and stuff like that. Um, But then there's obviously this huge middle and there's, you know, there's a bigger bubble for some guys than others. Ivan Pace isn't the lock, but I would say he's not as much on the bubble as, say, William Quenku, Right. Mm -hmm. And so my question for you is what like two or three players, based off of what you've seen at camp so far, have the most to gain specifically from preseason performances?
4: Oh, so I'd start off with Nikhil Harry um there's question marks around him because he's you know everybody talks about his ability his size his strength uh you look at when he's with the patriots everybody talks about oh man he looks so great in camp you look at the bears oh we got a big receiver and it didn't work out at either stop um so he's one that i want to see in the game what is it about Nikhil harry practice because he looks great size strength but then what is it in the game that maybe turns coaches off or it doesn't work out for him long term so i think Nikhil harry is one um, another one. I, I honestly think another one, like just to prove he belongs and has to upseat a guy, is going to be Brandon Powell. Uh, that's another guy that I think really can show, like I deserve to be here. I think uh, McBride and Ty Chandler both, because if they want to get Kane Wongwu out of there. Those two have to show how great they can be. Because, again, I think the kickoff return is getting watered down in the NFL with this ability to fair catch like college football. Um, So I'd say those two. If you switch over to the defensive side, um, it's going to be tough because you you already kind of have your guys. I think Ivan Pace Jr., he's earned his way up into the top. But what does that look like in the NFL Where,
1: where, Yeah, yeah.
4: Like, where do you put him? Because right now, just quote-unquote, they have Troy Reader in front of him. But, you know, I think he's probably ahead of him. But I think you still have to earn your way for them to change this on the physical depth t- chart for everybody to see it. Um, and then Andrew Brook Jr. Not to say he has to play yeah. his way up. I think he has to play his way to keep his spot. Um, I think that's fair. When you look at Andrew Brook Jr., yeah. like the injury, like it, it's probably like ability. Yeah, he has it. Um, kind of like Mackenzie Alexander. But can he stay healthy? Uh, does it transfer into the game? Because you, you, I watched him in practice before he was like, like his, I don't know, his groin or what happened. But it always seems like he's like a step off or step slower uh, where you look at like Byron Murphy Jr. He's like the poster boy for I'm right here in Justin Jefferson's hip. I'm just not chunting touch, touch him because I don't want to get cut. Like Byron Murphy, if Justin Jefferson wasn't a million-dollar man or billion-dollar man, uh, he's going to break up a lot of those passes with physicality and just push through Justin and knock the ball down. You can tell he kind of like literally veteran – like veteran practice, yes. pulls up, backs up, let Justin makes the catch, and then runs, you know, keeps running by him. Like, he's he's yes. a very well-coached veteran, um, I would say, with his core, compared to, like, Xavier Rhodes, who you had to put boxing gloves on him to stop him holding yeah. guys in practice. Yeah. Even Stefan, I mean, he got into a fight with Stefan Diggs. So you know Xavier Rhodes didn't care. Um, whereas Byron <laughs> Murphy... Seriously, you beat up the best receiver on the team. Like, what, what are you thinking about? Uh, but, but even Byron Murphy, you can tell he practices well. But I think Andrew Booth Jr., uh does he deserve to be right behind a Caleb Evans or does uh what's his name the other corner that they drafted um Blackman does he then put himself ahead of um ahead of him like does he truly say like I'm better than Andrew Booth Jr because Juwan Williams of course we want to make sure he's legit but Andrew Booth technically right now is behind a Caleb Evans does Makai ba- Blackman jump over there and say, hey, look, I'm better. Like, let- let's do this. And so I think I think Andrew Booth, I want to see, can he hold that spot?
2: You know, some of the guys you talked about, like Brandon Powell and Ivan Pace, these guys that have had awesome camps, just yeah. great practices all, all, over and over. But there's something different about the preseason, and, and we're kind of waiting to see um, if they can kind of prove their mettle in that environment. But I want to know, like, from your experience, what's different between practice and something like a preseason game, like to describe the nature of that difference and why it might be harder to prove yourself in, in one environment than the other.
4: Talk about practice. What are we we're, talking we're, about? we're talking about practice. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. practice not a game.
2: Right we're not, not a game. game. <laughs> we're
4: talking about practice. <laughs> no um, practice. Here's the thing about practice. You, you do use it because we remember last year. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the receiver number two right now, KJ Osborne. He mm-hmm. killed it. All off season, OTAs, minicamp, seven on seven, whenever the uh, the media was there, because Courtney Cronin was all over the whole like uh, KJ Osborne's getting really good. He's having a great camp. Everybody was all over KJ Osborne all off season, and so he played himself into that wide receiver three getting the trust. So there's a little bit to that practice. How do you move? How can you show me you can get it done? But then there's a second side of that when you get to the game. Does it transfer over for KJ? Yes. For some guys, the bullets are flying and it changes. Like, do you get gator arms? Do you all of a sudden – like, if you're a DB and all of a sudden you just get caught in la-la land because you're staring at a running back on a play action and you forgot you got the receiver behind you. Um, There's a lot of little things within games that can help a coach out. Also, when it all goes to hell, when it breaks down – Who's smart enough to understand what to do and where to go, and who's going to stand there like a deer in the headlights and just like put his hands up, like, dude, that's your guy. And so that's a little bit same with receivers. Like, if there's a blitz, if there's this, like, who's picking up the blitz protection? Who knows? Right. Who knows they're the hot route? In right. practice, it's easier because it's it's quieter, uh, it's more controlled. You know, it's blitz period, so you're kind of ready for every blitz that comes, and everybody's on high alert. In a game, you don't have time to be on high alert. You got to be able to know your cat call. Like we used to call it, we used to have to yell the slot and the tight end, whoever was standing up can see it. You, or even the corner receiver, if it's corner crash, you have to scream. like You have to let the quarterback know that might not know, cat, 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 cat. And if he hears that quick, quarterbacks have to know, okay, i got to turn out and get the ball in my hand because there's a cat blitz coming behind me, and so clearly somebody behind me is wide open or I have a hot, a hot breaking route. So all that little stuff uh, where, like, say a guy does blitz off the corner, nobody calls and he blows up Kirk Cousins or Jaron Hall or whoever – that's a that's a negative on the on the sheet when the coaches are going back and they're watching the film and they're grading it out and giving guys grades for all the plays. That's what it gets you cut in a minute. When all of a sudden you go through the preseason and you're grading out as a 70, you know, 75, 80, that might be good to to be eligible and play football in school and get that 85 you know that 75%. That's not good enough to make a team. You got to be in that 80-90 range, that high 80s, 90 range cuz there's not the C average on football doesn't work. You got to be B plus A plus even in football. You want to be ninety plus percent, like you know execution. You can't have ten plays. You can't have three or four mental errors. You're gonna you're gonna find your way out of the team. So I think that part too. How how does the mental side of the game uh, dictate in the games? Practice it's control. They're telling you to play. They're letting you walk. I don't know if you guys just saw the Chris Sims. Uh, hard knocks when he was there with uh, John Gruden, and John Gruden was trying to give him the oh play. Oh my god, yeah, he yeah. could not get it. He's like, you know, so confused, coming yeah, in and out of the pickle, huddle to get the yeah. Scat oh, pickle to Zoro yeah. left. Uh, Green zip motion three eighty three four. You know, and then he's like
3: <gasps> Xbox okay, three sixty. Okay, okay, okay.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he and John was literally like, dude, how do you not know? And 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 it's funny because John's reading it. I'm like, John, you say it without reading it. It's not you, your your verbiage. Yeah way too long like yeah. oh, that, yeah. that. that that alone like the fact down. that people are like trying to say that's chris sims fault in that clip that's john gruden's fault mm-hmm. like i've always saw like, he, like glenn mason's yeah. story glenn mason was on our show glenn mason talked about uh it wasn't cooper but it was who's the old ohio state coach that Willie woody allen right or was it Woody Allen? Woody Allen. Woody Hayes. Oh, Woody Hayes. Woody, Hayes. Woody, <laughs> Woody Allen Woody is an actor. Hayes. Woody Allen's the actor. Yeah. Very yeah. Um. Yeah. Woody yeah. Hayes Which was director. Ohio State coach. Woody no Hayes. Okay. Glenn Mason was the coach for Woody Hayes. That's how old he is. He's old as hell. Um. And he said it was black and white, like it was black and white film. And uh, Woody Hayes told him something like about one of his tight ends or something. And Glenn Mason's like, look, coach, I told this guy a thousand times, and he still didn't get it. And Woody Hayes was like, that's your fault. That's You're great. a horrible that's teacher. Yeah. Like You're a horrible – if you told this guy a thousand times and he still doesn't get it, you suck as a teacher. Dude, Mike so, Tomlin says the same thing. Yeah, and like I he, love that. He was
1: on a podcast. He said the exact same thing.
4: <laughs> and so when you think about that, what John Gruden should have done was, what does the quarterback need to know? He needs to know the, the personnel. 11. That's it. What's next? He needs to know the formation. Trips, twins, that's it. Left or right? Done. What's the next thing? Protection. Scat, zip, scoop. It doesn't need to be 50 words. From there, they just give the play, three eighty three Y hook, three eighty three Y flat. Make it simple. That whole thing he did was way too much, and that's clearly why it only worked in Tampa for one year. And then after that, they weren't good. He won Tony Dungy Super Bowl. That was Tony Dungy's team. He just came in with a different voice. It was Tony Dungy's team. He won Super Bowl. Came in with a different
1: voice. Offensive coach winning with the with the one of the also think about
4: this. He left the Oakland Raiders because he couldn't do it. A new coach came into the Oakland Raiders and got them to the Super Bowl.
1: And then, because he knew all the Oakland Raiders calls, I'm he just He cheated. Saying, yeah. I'm yeah. Just yeah. Dwight
4: Smith. Oh, Dwight Smith already told me that story. Dwight Smith. Yeah. I got to get Dwight on our show, too. But Dwight Smith, Vikings guy, we know, got caught in the, uh, the stairwells yeah. of uh, downtown Minneapolis with a young lady uh, doing things he shouldn't do in public. But uh, Who hasn't? Let's- <laughs> 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 oh, man. But
1: <laughs> many such cases.
4: <laughs> I have not. Hans's <laughs> um, hands are clean.
0: Yeah, he, are clean. well,
1: he hasn't been caught. Yeah, I get it.
4: Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you can't but prove Smith that. Did say he said he said John Allegiant. Gruden told him on this call. This is what Rich Gannon is going to do, and so that's why Dwight had those two interceptions where he literally just undercut. He didn't even backpedal. He took one step back and just ran and buzzed and knew where the ball was going to go when Rich Gannon saw a certain coverage. So yeah, John Gruden couldn't win with the Raiders. He won with Tony Dungy's team. Couldn't win after that. Like clearly, there's a there's too much going on with John Gruden. But other than that, back to what I was saying. (laughs) It's a lot of work in practice. It's controlled. Game time, can this guy get it going? And that's I think that's the difference in the two, like game versus practice. And and so you both you take, but I think the game sometimes, especially when these second mm-hmm. tier guys, you know, like a Ross Blacklock, you know, all these guys, you want to see like a Sezi Atamewu. Uh you want to see them in these game situations to see like, do you deserve to be D-line number two or D-line number three? Like, I think that's the key.
0: Yeah. Great insight, Ron. We appreciate you coming on all the time at free Ron Johnson on Twitter, host of the Ron Johnson show. Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and tomorrow he hosts the Roundtable on Fridays. Catch him on TV on Channel 9 at 8 p.m. tonight leading up to Vikings-Seahawks. Can't wait to watch the game, Ron. Can't wait to talk about it tomorrow morning.
4: Appreciate it. I want to say for all the Locked On Sports Minnesota people, keep an eye on Luke Braun's Twitter tonight because his Ooh. life is rested upon Jacob Copeland Kill <laughs> Harry. I
1: knew it. I knew it. I knew this was going to come up.
4: I, I thought we got through I, it. Being civil,
2: and then and then Ron I promise just, you, ta- so I happy. do not have a take on either of those two
4: people. Well, right
1: now, now you don't. Now that you've been challenged,
4: yeah. I want to see. You know what? I'm not gonna lie though. I'm not gonna lie. I got a video. I still haven't tweeted out. I meant. I said it on K Fan too. By the way, I was on the radio. I didn't say you specifically, Luke. I just said oh, it was fun oh. to watch Keenan McCardell and uh and Kevin O'Connell coach up the receivers. It was cool to see how big Nikhil Harry was. I'm like Jacob Copeland to me in that 28 doesn't look right. But I will say this. Jacob Copeland does have twitchiness to him, like he runs really crisp routes. He 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 he's a really good-looking receiver. I'd say him and uh Nikhil Harry are opposites. They're literally polar opposite so yeah. receivers. Yeah, like so I I can see the twitchiness conversation of like, man, this guy looks quick. He looks fast. He looks explosive. He does. Nikhil Harry looks like I'm a veteran. I'm big. I'm strong. Get out my way. Like, he he doesn't look like he's going to do anything twitchy. He looks like he's going to Mack truck, run somebody over if you try to press him. And so they are different. So when you're watching I'm not going to lie, you're right. When you watch them warm up, yeah, Jacob Copeland looks like the guy that you want. But then when you get them in seven on seven, Nikhil Harry kind of made those diving catches. And I think everybody's like, whoa, this guy's yeah. good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight because – both so of that's them exactly what happened. Yeah
2: on the on the Thursday night practice too. Like and you got up into it and he got into Andrew Booth. He killed Andrew Booth on that Thursday night practice. <laughs> but yeah,
0: yeah they, I, both, I, they both they both have different think, stuff. So I'm I excited think to watch makes him tonight.
1: A good point that to the untrained eye, one cannot distinguish between. That's a good point that Luke can't figure this out.
4: <laughs> Luke figured it out. I will <laughs> say I have a I have a trained receiver eye, and he does look very twitchy. Like he looks. But then this is funny. Watch Jacob Copeland warm up. And then watch Jordan Addison. It's a different speed yeah. there. Jordan yeah. Addison is so yeah. smooth and fast. He plays at 4-4 at all times. Like it is amazing when you watch. It's almost like the Zay Flowers. And then the uh, the uh, who's on the same team? Not Zay Flowers. It's uh, yeah, and no, it's Zay, Zay Jones, and and Calvin Ridley, and Calvin Zay Ridley. Jones, yeah, Zay yeah. Jones, Zay and, Calvin Jones and Calvin Ridley.
1: Ridley. Yeah, it, it's like we were like just that. talking about that at the beginning of the. It show. looks just yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. like Zay
4: Jones, you're like, man, he's fast. And you're like Calvin Ridley, really? like, dude, are you in fast forward right now?
1: Yeah, what's like, going it's, on? It's the
4: same thing. <laughs> like Copeland is like twitchy. Puron gets out, and then you're like, man, Jordan Addison is like a Ferrari going down the highway at 140, like running routes, like he's legitly a Lamborghini. I don't want. There's no factualness to my statements. (laughs) (laughs) There were no Ferraris used in my story. (laughs) These are. It's like. It's like. uh, uh, What's the. 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 uh, Doom. Doom. Law and Order. These are not real things that have happened, but they have been (laughs) chosen off stories that are not completely true. It's a Ferrari. (laughs) That's the story going to change. Like when the story of the Minnesota Vikings Super Bowl run and Justin Jefferson's like historic rise to 180 million dollar contract it's going to be a ferrari we can't put a lambo yeah. in that because it's not the truth this is a when, this when is a hollywood story it. Yeah, it depends exactly. on who funds it. the the project
1: that's you need oh, to make that true. it problem, might be a range rover yeah, yeah a range rover yeah, right. might step
4: up and do it who knows it might be a, be a, a that range would be rover amazing truck
1: amazing if range rover was like yeah he was he was going 141
0: <laughs> of ours <laughs> I, i've lost control of the show i've lost
4: control of all right of fellas my you guys have a bit one. i gotta go get a haircut i gotta pick my suits up and get ready for tonight
0: all right. Can't wait to watch you, Ron. Appreciate it. All right. Good. Sounds good. Peace good out. stuff from Ron Johnson. And uh that sends us to the end of this one. On oh, where are we? Oh, there it is. There it is. That's the end of the Minnesota Football Party. Enjoy the game tonight, fellas. Uh, I'll be watching the preseason fantasy stats closely and tabulating as we go. I'll tweet them uh, out so people know what's going on. Wait, no, punishment? Wait on, it on the postcast.
3: No, no set punishment. No, the or winner, winner?
0: The winner will pick the loser punishment. Let's let's say Whoa, that for man. sure. Oh wow!
3: He, he, I don't know if you can do that. I don't Why, know. Sam? I hope you win. Well, it's got to be of like something we all agreed upon prior to like two or three options.
0: <sighs> okay. Well, then you better brainstorm in the next uh, ten hours.
3: Okay, it's fine. Get in the, te- right. get in the winner, text. thread. Winner picks anything they want for the loser. You got it. Get in the text. Get in telethon.
0: the text thread with some ideas, and then we'll we'll hash <laughs> what, it what about like? An advantage or a disadvantage
2: going into the gambling of the season? In the regular
0: season oh, contest? That's actually really good. I love
1: that yeah. idea. I think the, like, winner, like gets the winner gets. And the loser gets a disadvantage, and then the two in the middle get nothing.
2: Yeah, like the, the winner or like the order is the order we pick the first week or something like that.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I, you I get think like first not, selection of a bet. I, I, I don't think know. It's if... not strong enough. I think it, like, we could do it where it changes the odds by like 100. What if you oh, get like yeah. teaser or like points or something?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. an odds boost or you get extra points on your week We we can
1: figure out the details, but I like the framework. I like it. Yeah,
0: we got to go. Minnesota Football Party, Locked On Sports, Minnesota. Luke, Luke, Arif, I'm Sam. Thanks for listening or watching, and go buy some bird dogs.